They were joined by the Prime Minister, Sir Winston Churchill, who stayed on the yacht last night at the Queen's invitation after boarding at Yarmouth on the Isle of Wight. A huge red and white banner was hung from Tower Bridge, bearing the words, Welcome home. Elizabeth and Philip returned home in May 1954. The Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, welcomed them back on board Britannia. Back to a world of family problems, principally with Princess Margaret and her desire to marry a much older, divorced man. It was a situation Elizabeth had been dreading. She'd been postponing any action until after the tour, and now it could no longer be avoided. The love affair between her sister and their father's dashing equerry, Group Captain Peter Townsend, had, again with hindsight, a certain inevitability about it. Brought up in such isolation, the girls naturally formed close attachments to the palace staff they spent most time with. Townsend was a handsome fighter pilot and war hero, much liked within the family, and he and Margaret had become close during the 1947 tour of Southern Africa. Margaret was just 17 at the time, turning into an astonishingly beautiful, blue-eyed and wasp-waisted young woman. Townsend was 16 years older than Margaret and married with two small boys. But Margaret, indulged from earliest childhood and ripe for a first crush, was used to getting what she wanted. She was 21 when her father died, leaving her so grief-stricken that she was given sedatives to help her sleep. When she moved from Buckingham Palace to Clarence House with her mother, Peter Townsend went with her as controller of the household. The affair was well established by then, and in 1953, as soon as Townsend was granted a divorce from his first wife, he immediately proposed to Margaret. She accepted. The couple had informed Elizabeth they wished to marry before the coronation. In fact, her consent was needed by law, according to the Royal Marriages Act of 1772. But the authorities were appalled by the idea of Elizabeth, the head of the church after all, giving consent to a royal marriage with the divorcee. Memories of the abdication trauma flooded back. It was true that Margaret was not a direct heir to the throne, but she was still the Queen's sister, and an awful lot of work had gone into rebuilding the image of the royals as a domestically impeccable family, as morally virtuous as that of Victoria and Albert. Elizabeth was inclined to be sympathetic to her sister. After all, hadn't she too fallen in love with a penniless war hero? But at least Philip was a prince, and he didn't have a wife and children conveniently shunted into the wings. The way Elizabeth handled Margaret's marriage crisis proved an indicator of how she would handle most difficult decisions concerning her family throughout her reign. She hesitates to intervene in their private lives, and in the case of Margaret's marriage, the same prevarication applied. She first asked her sister to wait until the coronation was over, then until the Commonwealth tour. In the meantime, while Margaret was away on a tour of Rhodesia, Elizabeth allowed the courtiers to banish Townsend from London to a pen-pushing job in Brussels. The hope was that an enforced year apart might quench the lover's ardour. In the event, it only postponed the problem without solving it. In the spring of 1955, Churchill finally retired as Prime Minister. On his last night at Number 10 Downing Street, 
the ailing 80-year-old held an emotional dinner for Elizabeth and Philip. In a sentimental farewell, he made the same toast to Elizabeth that he had drunk as a cavalry subaltern to her great-great-grandmother, Queen Victoria. The Queen. Churchill's successor, Anthony Eden, was himself a divorcee. As such, he could not be expected to engage in the now increasingly public debate about Margaret's matrimonial plans. The problem bounced back to Elizabeth, who again refused to make any decision. On August the 21st, 1955, Margaret turned 25. This meant that she no longer legally needed Elizabeth's consent to marry Townsend. The press was agog to see how the affair would resolve itself. But while Elizabeth may have been let off the hook in terms of making a decision, there was another obstacle for Margaret. Parliament needed to approve of the marriage if she was to carry on receiving all the rights...